630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. We will get to some hockey talk a little bit later on. John Shannon, NHL insider, longtime broadcast executive, looking at the return to play, the potential broadcast schedule. Yeah, we could have games in the first round, in that qualifying round, at 10 noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 mountain times. The games in Edmonton would start at noon, 4, and 8, potential for overtime for the games that are actually going to be conducted, like postseason games. It's going to be wild. So we'll talk about that. Our old buddy Ken Reed will check in as well, sports anchor at Sportsnet and very successful author who was working on Yet another book and just a fun guy to talk to. So it'll be good to welcome him back to the show. A couple other more local angles as we take you through the show tonight. I am happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063. That is the number to call or text. And we'll start off tonight with a topic we discussed a few days ago, late last week. I didn't think we'd be diving back into it this quickly, given uh, the environment we're in, first of all, with the NHL making a lot of headlines. And this does surround the Edmonton Eskimos. And with the Canadian football league being very uncertain that they're going to have a season at all, but this is uh, surrounding the Edmonton Eskimos name, the name Eskimos. Is it appropriate? Is it offensive? Is it outdated? I would certainly say it's outdated to me. That alone isn't necessarily reason to change it, but I'm happy to hear your thoughts on it as well. But the reason that this is uh, back into the spotlight is that Bel Air Direct, and I'll give credit here to Matthew Black with uh, CTV Edmonton, who's been doing a great job with COVID reporting. Uh, He has broken this story uh, that Bel Air Direct, which is a national car and home insurance company, saying that they want the Eskimos to change their name. Bel Air Direct, a longtime sponsor of the 50-50 draw at Commonwealth. I have uh, been in touch with Bel Air Direct. I have not uh, received a reply. I have requested a statement from them. So all I can do is read you the quotes that Matthew got in his statement from the company. Here we go. At Bel Air Direct, one of our core values is respect, which is founded on seeing diversity as a strength, being inclusive and collaborative. In order for us to move forward and continue on with our partnership with the Edmonton Eskimos, we will need to see concrete action in the near future, including a name change. We have shared our position with the team. Uh, Briefly spoke with someone with the Eskimos. They confirmed this. They are aware of it. Uh, Not sure we're going to get statement tonight from the Eskimos. And unfortunately, they're in the situation where over and over again, they, they have to put out statements about this whenever there's some sort of a reaction. Um, and, and I made this point when we talked about it last week. I, I You know, the Eskimos are a publicly owned team. They have about 90 to 100 shareholders. They have a board of directors that, that runs the day-to-day business. They have Chris Preston, who's hired as the president. He replaced Len Rhodes. Len Rhodes, Alan Watt. Uh, went up to northern communities, engaged people there in in those communities, discussed the name change, uh, discussed, you know, is it a problem? Uh, You know, if it's a problem, what's problematic about it? They they did not get a consensus on it. Um, They even had some people, and to be fair, they got some people who were furious about the name. They got some people who liked the name, and they got a bunch of people who said, we have bigger problems in our communities than the name of a Canadian football league team. And that's that's just factually what went down. That's not an opinion on the name. That's factually what went down. Um, so uh, anyway, Chris Preston the es- uh, is the Eskimos president now, less than a year on the job. Uh, we, we may not have a statement from the Eskimos tonight. But again, this is probably something that would be different if the Eskimos had a, had a private owner 
you know, a person or a family or a smaller group of people, it would probably be easier for them to say, blankety blank, this is what we're doing. One way or the other. And it's and it's final and it's not discussed and we're not going to put out a statement or react to every time there's a complaint or not a complaint. You know, either you say, that's the team name, we like it, the season ticket holders aren't objecting to it, and we're going to go forward with it because we've done our due diligence in those communities and and, and you know we don't think that it's it's widely offensive you know as private owners i think it would be easy to do that or they would just say hey you know what we're changing it here's the new name of the team here's the new merchandise here's the schedule if you love cfl football and you love the edmonton football team whatever they've been in the past and the future please keep coming so we're in a situation here where the Eskimos kind of have to keep volleying this back and forth with the latest group or the latest individuals to to request some sort of change or express offense about it. Look, as, as I, I said last week, is the name outdated? Sure. Would you name a new team the Eskimos? I, I can't see any scenario where that would be possible. Uh, they do not use any stereotypical imagery. Which, which I think is important. Um, and I, I wonder too, and I really, and I look guys, I, I'm just kind of talking here. There's a lot bouncing through my brain about this. I'm 46 years old. They've been the Eskimos ever since I, w- I was a kid. I, I think I'm, I'm knowledgeable enough to understand why it could be problematic for some people, but I don't think all problematic names belong in the same boat. I, I think there are other names that, aren't just outdated, but are clearly now stereotypical and offensive. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a middle-aged white man, so I, I don't know what my opinion really needs means in this. I have a connection to the team. Would I stop cheering for them or caring about them if they changed the team name? No. I would certainly hope it's a team name that's still, you know, fitting of a football team and has a, a little bit of swagger, a little bit of brashness or a little, you know, that sports feel to it. That, that's just how, that's just how I, how I feel about it. But what is this all coming down to? And, and I said this last week, and to me, this is where the, the conversation becomes muddled and it, it becomes a little less sincere on a, on a few different levels. And I, may, I said this last week when I was talking about it and when we were talking about the Washington Redskins. Well, FedEx, which sponsors the, the stadium, has the naming rights to the stadium the, the Washington NFL team plays in, finally said, we are not comfortable. And then the Redskins owner, Daniel Schneider, who's owned the team for a little over 20 years, has been, has been adamant, like, screw you, I'm never changing the t- team name. Now he has said, we got to review it. So what, and I said last week that if the Eskimos start getting heat from some of the big money national or large regional sponsors, that's when they're really going to have to look at it because the season ticket holders are over 90% in favor of not changing the, the name. They've, they've done surveys and I know it's over 90%. And the Eskimos didn't get a strong message from Northern communities to change the name. So what could make them change the name? Well, financially. So, Bel, I, I, you know, I, I hesitate to think that Bel Air Direct feels they have some moral obligation in this. This is about money. So they're going to apply financial pressure to the Eskimos in hopes of getting their way and saying, okay, we'll remain affiliated with you. 
and yeah, we'll look like good guys, but it's, it's, it's really all financial. And then the Eskimos are going to be under heat because, and this is an awful time for this to happen to a Canadian football league team. Cause right now let's face it, everybody. There ain't a Canadian football league. We're, we're, like we're supposed to be f- five weeks into the season. You've probably noticed it's not being played. So, <laughs> I mean, right now the, the name of the team or the league it plays in is kind of irrelevant because we don't know if and when it's going to be back. Now, I, I believe the CFL is going to survive this, but if there's not a season this year, there is a chance, at least a chance, the league doesn't come back. So to me right now, if I'm the Eskimos, I'm saying, hey, we hear you, but right now we don't know if we're going to even have a team to name. So let's get through this. Let's have everybody take a deep breath with all the unrest and illness and anger that's happening in the world, and then maybe we can talk about it. So, like, this is this is not some moral high ground issue from Bel Air Direct. This is a financial issue. I, I mean, I really think we have to acknowledge that. Uh, it, it, you know, it doesn't mean maybe, the, it, again, I, I do think, I, I said this to Chris, there are intelligent conversations to be had. There are entirely defendable positions both ways based on logic and, re- and reason. But so much of this ultimately comes down to money and, and Bel Air Direct isn't saying we morally think the name should be changed. They're saying we morally think uh, we're, we're going to, we financially think the name should be changed. That That's really what they're saying, but they're going to hide, uh, not hide behind, but they're going to mask that in the guise of morality. Chris is on hold seven, eight, zero, four, nine, six, zero, zero, six, three. Chris, go ahead. Hi, Reed. How are you doing? Good. I'm glad to have you back for two hours a night. That's fantastic. Um, I had the opportunity to listen to the MP from the North this morning. She was doing an interview on another station. Yeah, I saw that, and I believe she was on with Jespo about three weeks ago. So I heard that one. I didn't hear her. uh, She might have been on with JMO, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, anyways, I've been an Eskimo fan for uh, longer than I can admit. In fact, I used to play for halftime shows way, 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 way back. And I have no problem changing the name at all. I really don't. If it makes people uncomfortable, which I'm, I mean, that's obvious. To heck with the money, right? Is that I wouldn't feel comfortable cheering for the team given the fact that it, it is considered derogatory. So that's just about all I'm thinking. The only other thing is that there was a really good name came out. It was called the Explorers. <laughs> I like oh, that. Oh, really? I didn't heard Explorers. that one. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Chris, it, um, it, it would upset me more if they changed the team colors than the name. Oh, yeah. I wish we could call them the Golden Bears, <laughs> but that's taken. <laughs> well, it is, it is taken, but, but uh, you know, I, I appreciate your, your perspective, and I got a few texts along those lines on Thursday or Friday whenever we talked about this from people who said, if it's offending some people, maybe it is just time to move on to it. And, and I get that argument. I just think, Chris, it's – I mean, I, I kind of reached the point a few years ago where I, in the back of my mind I knew it was inevitable that this was probably mm-hmm. going to happen, and I, and I yeah. still think it's inevitable. It's just too bad it's happening in this environment of so much uncertainty and so much anger and so much of um, lack of intelligent debate. Like there's just so mm-hmm. much, well, I'm offended, so you better do something about it. You know what I mean? 
Well, the thing and I'm is, not saying you're I'm not saying you're acting like that, but we're yeah, hearing no. a lot of that. And I, I wish it just could have happened where it felt more productive and maybe. Well, we could have was, taken a lead on it probably too, right? Because we've seen this coming for quite some time. And, and that's uh, a that's a fair comment. Yeah. You know, I mean, the thing of it is, is that you know, I would like to take the high ground and go, yeah. I mean, to us, I mean, this is a sports team. This is a diversion. This is like something we do for fun. And if we're going to actually insult an entire race of human beings, fellow human beings, uh, I wouldn't feel comfortable cheering for the team if they kept the name. How's that for going to the other way? <laughs> well, and that, and again, that's I'm glad to hear that because to me that is an intelligent argument that you've put some thought in as opposed to – because I feel like there's a lot of bandwagon jumping. Yeah. Right, one person's offended, and then the next person is like, "Hey, wait, I'm offended too." Oh, wait, I'm offended as well. And here's a, here's another thing, Chris. Uh, and, and, and you've made excellent, intelligent points. Changing the name or not changing the name is probably going to have zero impact on attendance at the end of the day. Like, I have not heard a single person who have said they're not buying tickets because they're called the Eskimos, and I have not heard a single person tell me I will buy tickets if they change their name. So they're still going to have the challenge of getting bums in the seats, I think, even if they change the name. I have been an Eskimo fan since Tom Wilkinson and, and all those boys, right? And I don't care whether the Edmonton Club changes their name. I will always have those memories. I will always love this club. I will always attend Eskimo games. I mean, we had season tickets for years. The name of the team really, you know, it's the players that I remember. Sure. It's, it's the championships that I remember, you know, beating beating Saskatchewan when it's 30 below in the Western <laughs> Finals. I mean, <laughs> changing the name's not going to change that, you know. Uh, I do love the team, but uh, hey, you know, like I say, Edmonton Explorers. That's mo- what most Edmontonians are anyways, right? <laughs> Chris, thank you for calling. Really appreciate it. I love your show. Glad you're back. Thank you very much. That is Chris, 780-496-0063. I think she calmed me down a little bit too, which is uh, what I needed. Uh, Ted says, haven't they been experimenting with the Empire already? Ted, Empire was launched purely as uh, a marketing slogan, and then it it has become a possibility for a name change. It's my understanding that it is not... It's not the only, it's not like the front running alternative if they change names. That, that, that is, that is what I understand, Ted. But I think Empire would be in the running if it came to that. Hey, look, everybody, I appreciate the text. I won't have time to read all of them. Um, thanks for, thanks for listening to me. I'm just kind of running through a sort of a stream of, of things that pop my, through my mind about it. Uh, 780-496-0063. We're back after the break. Sam Crow texting in. He says, I hope they don't change the name. If they do have to, because everybody complains, they should call them the Edmonton Green and Gold, kind of along the lines of the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, Asks Fan Glennie says, Hi, Reed. Sorry to say this, but if the name Eskimos is changed, I give up my season's tickets of 25 years. Glennie, I know you listen all the time. I See, I, I personally don't understand that. 
like, aren't you supporting Edmonton football? Why does it only have to have one specific name? I mean, I get it. You might be peeved if they, uh, you know, cave to pressure if you see it that way and change the name. Uh, but it wouldn't be, be enough for me personally to quit supporting them. D is on the line. D, go ahead. Yeah, Reed, thanks. Thanks very much for taking my call. You know, I just wanted to, this has really been weighing heavy on me for the past several weeks. And just a, a comment that you had said that you're a, you're a middle-aged white guy. So what, what do you know? So I'm a middle-aged person of color. I've been here for 18, sorry. Yeah. 18 months. Um, I came here when I was 18 months old, so I can see both sides. I guess my question or my point to all the listeners out there is that when you look at what's going on in the world today, whatever labels you put to people, whether it's gay, straight, black, white, it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, it seems like people just are going out of their way to put labels, put people into boxes, and then judge them for that. So my question for everybody is what's the end game if we just keep separating people by conservative liberal white black brown whatever the case may be what's the end game how is this ever going to stop so my advice my request as a person of color who has experienced systemic racism in his life my advice or comment to everybody would be just chill out right we're all people don't put people into boxes. Take things on their own. When you try and, and change a team name from the Eskimos, that is going to make a lot of people upset. And again, as a person of color, I understand it's going to make upset, make people upset, and it's going to further create the, the divide. So I don't have any answers to, to this, but I guess my question to everybody is, and for those people that start off and say, I'm not racist, but... Don't do that. And if people see that and see their friends or family and things like that doing it, stop them, right? Because where is this Where is this going to end up? Nowhere good. D, I appreciate your thoughts. Thanks for your honesty. You're welcome. Thank you. And we'll also get Elsa in before we break for the news. Elsa, go ahead. Uh, yeah, hi. I'm, I'm uh, a of uh, Inuit uh, background. My grandfather was Inuit. My mother was born there. I'm, I was born in England. And um, my grandfather always brought me up to be very proud to be Inuit. And we always called, he called us. My grandfather called us Eskimos. He always used to say to me, don't forget, you're part Eskimo. And I was proud of the Edmonton Eskimos. I thought I saw that as a representation. And it's kind of upset me that people get themselves so upset. It's not necessary. So are you comfortable with the team name then? I am. I always have been, and I was just raised with that. And I feel, I feel, um, I don't understand why everybody gets themselves into such a state about everything these days. We're, we're very proud of our history in my family. And we called ourselves, we actually called ourselves Eskimos. We called ourselves in, because of my granddad. And I, and I, I feel insulted to think people want to change that. Elsa, thanks for your call. I really appreciate you reaching out. Thank you. 780-496-0063. Really appreciate that phone call. I do want to catch up on a couple of texts when we get back, and we will catch up with John Shannon for some NHL return to play chat.
the, some comments here and uh, and read something from the Chicago Blackhawks as well. Uh, John Shannon is standing by. John, I won't wait, make you wait very long, but we had really good, uh, I'm getting really good feedback from uh, those of you out there, and I appreciate your, your using your brains when you, you send me a message. Uh, you're not just spewing anger. You're being thoughtful, which I appreciate. Uh, the story that broke this afternoon, Matthew Black from CTV reporting that Bel Air Insurance a national car and home insurance company is uh, wants the Eskimos to change their team name. Basically, they've shared that with the Eskimos. Uh, Eskimos are aware of this. They have not made any further comment tonight. Um, this texture says, uh, Carter says, if we're so proud of the name Eskimos, let's have a 10-foot-tall stuffed Eskimo running down the field at halftime then. It won't happen because it's a wrong image. And they, the Eskimos do not use any stereotypical imagery. Carter is suggesting, I think I'm reading you right, Carter, that the fact that they can't use the, any Eskimo imagery perhaps indicates that it's not an appropriate name. As a fair comment from Carter. Coach Al says, I will cheer for the City of Champions with the Eskimos, or if they change the name, that's fine too, but I will cheer for Edmonton bottom line. This texture says, hey, my two cents in all of this, first of all, Cleveland and Washington teams have pictures of uh, Native Americans, that is insulting. The Eskimos do not. Simple. Uh, I believe Cleveland got rid of that image, but uh, I think I know what you're saying there. Uh, Al says, my grandfather called himself an Eskimo with clenched fists and proud fists. He was also a bare knuckles champion. Okay, but that's a horse of another color, he says. And uh, this texture says, if the name... If the name issue isn't even close to the same ballpark as the Redskins and has been investigated thoroughly very recently, why should the Edmonton Eskimos even consider bending? There needs to be a respect for history, especially for a team that has done such an incredible job for the city and extended region. It is ridiculous. And a lot of people through this have asked about the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, The Blackhawks actually put out a statement tonight, so I can read it. The Chicago Blackhawks name and logo symbolizes an important and historic person, Blackhawk of Illinois' Sac and Fox Nation, whose leadership in life has inspired generations of Native Americans, veterans, and the public. We celebrate Blackhawks' legacy by offering ongoing, reverent examples of Native American culture, traditions, and contributions, providing a platform for genuine dialogue with local and national Native American groups. The Blackhawks went on to write, we recognize there's a fine line between respect and disrespect, and we commend other teams for their willingness to engage in that conversation. Moving forward, we are committed to raising the bar even higher to expand awareness of Blackhawk and the important contributions of all Native American people. I'm sure many of you know that the Chicago Blackhawks are named after a specific person, and uh, they're clarifying that tonight and obviously saying they're not going to consider a name change or a logo change like other teams have done and uh, which the Edmonton Eskimos m- may be forced to do. It, it, look, it's an interesting debate. It is a difficult debate in some ways. As Edmontonians and CFL fans, you do have an emotional connection to the name of the team, uh, whether you can explain it or not, whether you can make sense of it or not, it does exist. Uh, you know, when teams were named back in the, you know, 50s, 40s, 30s, or 20s, they weren't named with giving offense in mind. They were named with strength or honor or recognition, but sometimes the meanings of words and the meanings of images change over time. Has 
has the word Eskimo changed over time that it's no longer appropriate? I think that's part of the, you know, the, the debate that needs to be had here. Anyway, I'm sure we'll continue to talk about it uh, and uh, we'll see what happens here. And we will bring John Shannon onto the show. John, thanks for listening uh, through that. I, I know you know how radio works, and when you get a lot of feedback, you, you want to include as many people as possible. So thanks for staying on hold through that. And, of course, we, we knew that about uh, about the Blackhawks. They are named mm-hmm. after a specific leader in that day uh, in the Native American community. Yes, and, I mean, we, we all have to be very uh, respectful of, uh, of the process that uh, that not just sports but society is going through right now, Reed, and... Uh, uh, the, the point about both Eskimos and Blackhawks and uh, and other names, uh, I mean, it's an it's, a, it's an examination that has to be had uh, at this time. And uh, I think that w- the way you said it uh, very appropriately was that uh, the meaning and the understanding, the perception of words, changes over generations and over decades. And that's where we are in 2020. Yeah, and it's and I said in the first half hour, it's it's a time where. People are sick. There's been violence. There's been protest. Everybody's on edge. And John Wright, and, and look, I'm, I'm not trying to belittle or, or, or um, y- you know, I- ignore people who want the name changed. But right now, there, there, there actually isn't a CFL. We're supposed to be in week five, and nothing's going on. So maybe the Eskimos need to say, when we're back in playing, maybe we'll need to talk about it. Right now, we don't know if there's going to be a league. Anyway. There will be an NHL season, or we're, we're pretty sure. I mean, things are on the rails right now. Uh, so what are, we, what, what are we at now, John? Everybody's voting. The players are voting, and we're kind of just waiting for the, the next day, the next day to finally get the official official. I, I, I think what we, we will probably have something uh, with a, uh, the executive voting uh, in the next 24 hours and then the, uh, the full player uh, uh, roster of uh, of the NHL, so that's what, 30, 31 teams with about 900 members of the Players Association, and we'll get a chance to vote uh, on the on the on the uh, the CBA extension that really extends two years into the current deal, and then four more after that. We should know by Friday, Reed. Okay. All right. Well, and and give give me your perspective, John, on on the significance of tying the CBA extension into all this. The return to play protocol and planning was daunting enough in itself that th- th- then they tacked the CBA discussions onto all this. Well, I mean, the fact that they were at the table, uh, I mean, it, it just made some logical sense um, to to continue the discussion about extending the the cba and and both sides had real concerns about the future uh even without uh the pause and the pandemic uh but the 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 pause accelerated the need to rectify a few things i mean the, the the simplest way to explain it um from a money perspective was the nhl right now is going to be out 1.2 1.2 billion dollars if there's no summer tournament if there is a summer tournament the number might be mitigated to between six to seven hundred million dollars in losses well the players because of the way the cba is is designed the players have to share in those losses and that means the hold back of money on their salaries that ugly word escrow could have been as high as 35 to 40 percent uh, and and that, that's just that's untenable at this point. Uh, and, and it would have been untenable for the players to accept that 
but it probably also helped the owners, some of the owners, uh, knowing that the players are going to have to accept the loss too. So by negotiating an extension, uh, they were able to guarantee that escrow would not be higher than 20%, and it will work its way down to less than 10% at the, by, the, by year six. Uh, and in giving that up, there are some things that the players are able to, to get back at the table, including the appearance, it would appear, uh, uh, going to the Olympics in, uh, in China in 2022 and in Italy in 2026. Right, which will be great because we enjoyed it greatly when the uh, players were in those Olympics in the past. John, what's your latest sense of how much the hockey calendar is going to be off kilter for the next couple of years. So we, we've talked in theory in the past about a January start uh, for next year and possibly 82 games. In my mind, that throws off the, the following season as well. I, I think it does a little bit, but I think what they're trying to do by the time Seattle does arrive, because remember, that's, that's, the, that's the other uh, element here is that uh, the NHL is adding a 32nd team supposedly in October of 2021. Uh, but that also means that in, in that time period from the end of next season, if it occurs, uh, and the beginning of, of the Seattle year, there needs to be uh, obviously a, an entry, a, a junior draft and an expansion draft uh, combined with all the other free agency and, 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 uh, and all the other events that go on in the summer. So you're, it's going to be difficult to make sure that those occur if the regular season next year goes into mid to late July. Uh, I, I would suspect next year, uh, if we do start in January, I mean, they may want us. They may try after a, a confident uh, bubble tournament going on. They may think that they can start in in December, uh, which would make it more tenable. Um, but you know, we're not. I don't think we're going to see five day breaks. I don't think we're going to see an all star break. I think that they're going to try to be as practical as possible of putting uh, within safety rules for the players as far as three games in four days, not too many times, and avoiding too many back-to-backs, that, uh, that we can have everything done and finished by July of 2021, which would get us back on track for October, Reed. Okay. Uh, but again... I mean, look what we've been through since March the 12th. We've been through right. a lot. We've seen lots of changes and lots of ideas. Uh, and perhaps that 82-game schedule next year isn't, uh, isn't as practical as, as you want. The, the, the bigger issue becomes there are promises made uh, to partners. Uh, for instance, Rogers is promised, I believe, the number is 26 Saturdays. Uh, in the regular season, so that's what you have to try to do to to make sure that everything gets contractually obligated and the games get played in a timely fashion, so that we're not playing the Stanley Cup Final on July the 27th. Okay, gotcha. Um, players can opt out. Do you think anybody will actually do it? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I think that there'll be, I, I do think that there'll be discussions. I think there'll be discussions between teammates. I think there'll certainly be discussions between husbands and wives with their children in mind. Um, I think there'll be a thought process for free agents, you know, guys that are going to be going onto the, onto the market when the season ends. 
I think that I think that that is certainly something that has to be uh, be discussed uh, from a uh, from a personal and professional point of view. Uh, we might see a handful of of players um, opt out. Uh, maybe a couple of guys in fr- from Europe don't want to come back at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of guys living on Lake Okanagan with uh, the weather being as good as it is in Kelowna, uh, and they're they're on a play-in team. And they have six years left on a contract. Maybe they don't want to do it. I mean, there, there. I, you know, I think that it, I think there's going to be a discussion point, but we're going to know very, very soon. Uh, you know, probably within what's today. The today's the sixth, so we're going to know within seven days whether there are some opt-out players. John Shannon joining us on Inside Sports, NHL Insider, longtime broadcasting executive as well. And from the broadcasting standpoint, I, I mentioned this earlier. Mountain time. Okay, I got to make sure I don't miss a slot. 10, noon, 2, 4, 6, 8. Did, yeah. I, did I get that right? You did. And basically what happens is if you say uh, with the two hub cities, uh, in the hub cities there will be a game at noon in a hub city, a game at 4 in a hub city, and a game at 8 in a hub city. And with the two-hour time variance between Edmonton and Toronto, that puts a, a you're right, a game at, at 10 in the morning in Edmonton that would be noon here in Toronto, and then the noon game. And this will be as close as we're going to get to March Madness when we watch uh, the college basketball in, uh, across the United States and we get five or six games per day uh, uh, in order to get it done. The play-in tournament is supposed to, uh, supposed to be done in nine days. And if it starts on, on track uh, on August the 1st, we'll probably be starting the first round of the playoffs, the best of seven series, around August the 12th. Okay, uh, somebody, uh, John, I'm getting so many texts tonight, but I remember somebody wrote a few minutes ago saying, hey, Reed, when you have John Shannon on, can you ask if he thinks TSN will wind up getting to carry any games nationally? Obviously, Rogers no, uh, has the na- deal. No, not nationally. Okay. They don't own any national rights. They do okay. own rights to the Winnipeg Jets. They do own rights to uh, the Montreal Canadiens regionally, and they own some rights to the Toronto Maple Leafs regionally. Uh, what this means, probably, uh, that uh, you know that famous NHL Center Ice package is still going to be alive and and well for uh, for some games, uh, particularly uh, in that uh, that play-in round. Uh, but as of the first round of the playoffs, when we're down to 16 teams, then Rogers owns all the rights. Oh, so there still could be regional games for the qualifying round. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I got you. Okay, a- absolutely. Um, there, there will be regional games, uh, and it's not just not just for the Canadian networks. It's for the uh, the U.S. Uh, regional networks too. You know, the, the New York Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes are playing, and some of those games won't necessarily be on NBC, but they will be on MSG and uh, Fox Sports Carolina, for instance. Okay. Uh, your personal, do you think you're going to try to go to, I mean, it's going to be tough for media in the bubble. Are you in your hockey-watching cave, or do you think you might be able to go somewhere? <laughs> um. I, I mean, I think it's better. I, I think I'm better in my house. You right. know, I could, I, you know, you know, when it went, particularly with there's overlap, Reed. You know, in the, uh, you know, in that, in that first, in the play-in round, 
uh, when, uh, for the sake of argument, that uh, we talked about the Rangers in Carolina playing at noon in in Toronto, uh, there's a very good chance that Edmonton will be playing Chicago at noon Mountain Time. I'm, I'm not suggesting that I know the schedule because I don't. But and and with the overlap, I mean, I don't want to I, I don't want to miss the third period of the Ranger game, nor do I want to miss the first period of the Oiler game. So I'm better off I'm better off at home. Right. Well, and hopefully we're getting you on uh, our face-off shows, most if not all, like we were doing throughout the regular season because that was always fun when Rob and I got to chat with you. Hey, John, thanks for checking in uh, tonight, and thanks for uh, for weighing in on our other big topic of the day as well, and uh, we look forward to some actual hockey games coming up, man. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, just one quick thing, Reed. I know you got to go. Yep, 356 sure. players have been tested. Well, yes. there are 744 players that are supposed to play in this tournament where the other 400 players that haven't been tested those are the ones that we have to be concerned about about between now and august the first because that's we're, that'll that will decide whether we're going to play in the bubbles or not okay yeah that's a good point good numbers to remember okay appreciate it john enjoy the rest of your evening man thank you so much cheers John Shannon checking in as uh, we discuss the NHL's return to play and how they're going to be broadcasting all those games. going to be wild. We'll take a quick timeout inside sports on 630 Chat. Still got a lot of text that half hour about the Eskimos discussion. Bel Air Direct has uh, issued a statement saying that they want the Eskimos to change the name. Bel Air Direct has been a sponsor of the Eskimos 50-50. This texter says, hey, read the so-called meetings the Eskimos had with northern communities were invite only, not even public discussion. It's not really fair to say that they were consulted. Only a select group of people were asked. Another texter says, there you go, Blackhawks, same thing as the Eskimos. Sorry, guys, I just lost my place on the screen here. There you go, Blackhawks, same thing as the Eskimos, leave it alone. Keep the name, change the logo to honor them further. Uh, The Big L says, the meaning of words or terms don't change over time, but the associations certainly do, and not always for authentically appropriate reasons. Uh, Coach Al says, uh, sorry guys, this computer keeps uh, refreshing my text here. Uh, This texture says, being offended is a choice an individual makes. How entitled is said individual to think that everybody else needs to cater to a choice they make? Eskimos should keep their name. Cowtown Bob says, I've been an Eskimos fan for 60 years. Times change, and I will still support the team regardless of whatever name they use. I will not, however, buy insurance from Bel Air. I don't understand why they think they need to cause more trouble in these troubled times. They are making Edmontonians angry. And another texter says, the Eskimos is an antiquated name and from an entitled time that should be remembered for being what it was, a racist domination of non-white cultures any resistance to change is simply dogmatic rhetoric. A lot of good text, 780-496-0063. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.